Yo, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, uh, Afro. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram. I'm known as Afro the Prince. And this is Unity to Me. Where we talk about everything about the sun. Because unity is not a new concept to me. Unity is true to me. I truly believe that we can get unity if we overcome our social issues. That really is just based in miseducation. Our economical issues, which is really just based in miseducation. And our even legal issues, which is really just based in miseducation at its source. But generally, bro, um, as you guys know, I'm dedicated to this, dedicated to making the show as best as possible, be best as possible, be what I believe it truly can be. And this is uh, the fourth episode of the segment Cognitive for Thought. And with Cognitive for Thought, I really just wanted a space to where we just chop it up, bro. We just talk about what supposedly the internet's talking about and then what it's not really talking about. That is also very important, but it's all uh, to encompass unity for us as African people as the African diaspora. Uh, as you guys know, uh, I fall on the line line guidelines of Pan-Africanism. You know, I'm a Pan-Africanist I'm an activist. Uh, I believe in that 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 is the role in which I, I play in life because when I when I looked up what pan what pan-African uh, means when I looked up what pan-African means um it's just it is for the betterment of the African people um as you as an African child as you as African descent as you as a black person us as black people, as a black race, it's the better man for us. Um, I know my demographic, but I also made a post recently. Uh, what's up, Brody? Man, Joe, we, we got to link up. I ain't seen you in a minute. But it's it's mainly, you know, just for us, it's the better man for black people. Um, so a few things that the internet is talking about. Um, Dr. Umar defending Suki. Uh Somebody asked me about this earlier, like, how do I feel about it? And I said this because, again, me and Dr. Umar are Pan-Africanists. So that's why a lot of people be like, bro, you sound just like him. We have similar or same ideology. So, of course, I'm going to sound like him. But in the essence of him defending Suki, here's the thing. Ain't nobody perfect on this earth. Nobody's perfect on this earth. What I believe is when you when you make your bed and you trying to clean it up, depending on how messy your bed is, yo, it's gonna be a minute for you to clean it up. And one of the uh, examples I used uh, when I was chopping it up was uh, Black China. Black China, you know, came on the scene relatively became popular uh, as Tiger's baby mom, right? Uh, and then after that, she started doing her little scandals. She had the sex tape out. Like, all these irrelevant people made them relevant things. And then, oh, she tried to intermingle. And then she had the baby with Kim Kardashian, with the Kardashian people. And that, that whole trabacle, right? But she had, she had the sex tape out. Or a leaked sex tape or whatever, whatever it is, right? And her image, her image is not of what people would call a classy uh woman in, in social stance right but at the same time when we talk about where are your morals and 
they still being um our black women there is some line like there isn't that doesn't mean tolerate what they do you want them to have a new standard and that should be a new standard that they set but what i'm saying is if you follow the guidelines and morals that you set with, with your people and your black women you're gonna be like hey if you truly want to roll in in a better frequency and a better limelight and, and a new path in your life then this is what you're gonna have to do and this is how you're gonna have to roll if you serious about it if you're not then you just gotta lay in the bed that you made you know what i'm saying what what's what's more important your peace or that bag and as you see she tries to get away black china tries to get away from um her former image because she, she wants to go by her i think her government name i forgot what that is is the time oh, we can look it up real quick uh black china's But, you know, basically she wants to go by her government name and um, get away from the image she has as the label Black China. So a Angela White, right? She she wants to go by Angela White because she, she has a degree. She has a degree now and all these, these other aspects of that, you know, are supposed to be positive in, in society, which is cool. Uh, but Suki's gonna have to make that choice same way. And when they call, you know, Dr. Uman Simp and he a Kappa, because they sent me a, a video of Tasha, Tasha K, which is a blogger. Uh, this is why I don't consider myself a blogger, because I, I have a mission, I have a true purpose. Like my show and content is all based around what I speak on. I'm a speaker. I give that one, and I'm an influencer and a content creator, but it's all about the message to bring black people together. And anybody else that sees this, hey, you want to ally up with it. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that too. But that's 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 my my role. That's my path in life. So uh, when it come down to it, I tell people like, hey, you know, everybody got their own bed. It just how you gonna step when, when you when you come outside? How are you gonna step when you come outside? And when you step, just understand that it ain't gonna be all biscuits and gravy. It ain't gonna be all peaches and cream you gonna have uh opposition you're gonna have uh adversary obstacles all these things in your way because you're going a path less travel simply put that's what it is you're going a path less travel so when it come down to it uh that's the gist now uh what i want to one second one second like favorite there is a video i seen i want to i'm going to see if i can uh, share this give me a second guys uh, there's a video i seen and it was really interesting take on the importance of manhood and acknowledging that manhood, masculinity, and the role and purpose uh, that I believe is a part of why God created man, the creator created um, the male species to be conjoined with uh, femininity. That's why you have divine masculinity and divine femininity and African spirituality. It was a very interesting take on how this man uh, 
describe one of its purposes, which is uh, to be the protector, to be the provider, versus how socially, um, when you talk about uh, what you call modern day feminism, is attacking uh, the use or need for man. Let me see. Okay, I can't pull it up. All right. So watch this. This man is dropping truth bombs. Take a listen. Just from a TikToker. Say that men have authority over women. Well, don't they? I mean, according to your own narrative, men have been running the show. The feminists are asking for their so-called rights. From who exactly? If you didn't have uh, what you call patriarchy, then what you would have is a hell on earth for women. Because clearly, uh, women do not have the power to coerce men, to force men, to make men deal with them this way or that way. If uh, if you're out somewhere and a man starts to chat you up and you don't want to be chatted up, what do you do? You tell him, I have a boyfriend, I'm married, and he goes away. You have to conjure up an imaginary man to get him to back off because nine times out of ten, only a man can keep another man in check because men are inherently more dangerous than women. Instead of patriarchy, replace that word with bodyguard. What makes more sense? For you to be my bodyguard or for me to be your bodyguard? Now, like, listen to it. And when I heard, and of course the, the video goes into more in depth, but we got a few like sub uh, sections to, to talk about, you know what I'm saying, subcategories to talk about. But the, with that, just that piece alone, by your nature, and this has really happened to me, to like, I will go, and what they call Riz nowadays, I will try and raise a girl and she will say just to automatically um, shut me down and to, to secure her form of safety. I got a man, I got a husband. Well, that's what women wear rings, right? It's a deterrent. And that's because subconsciously in your nature, what are you saying? I'm not saying you can't protect yourself. There are some cold women, boxes, fighters, MMAs up in here, but by nature, your feminine nature, it's to say there is a man present in my life. So you need to move around because I already have my protector, my provider, and so forth. And um, the counterpart, of course, is, is he's basically talking about the narrative of I don't need no man for this and that. And you know, and you see this on social media, like Keith Palmer literally said that I don't need no man ooh, uh to subject defy me to these things on his standards. I'm my own woman. But there is a true importance and purpose in what the divine masculinity is here to do. And uh, I'm thankful for spirituality and even the concept of religion and God, even when I was reading the, the Bible, uh, has gained and given me that aspect, right? So that that's one, right? And that's pretty much about the patriarchy, patriarchy or hierarchy of, of man versus feminism. Another one is, um, you know, the whole biracial feud. I seen another live, and um, one of my mutuals on TikTok, Ebony, be ready. 
uh, they were having discussions about, you know, looks like to be biracial. And I didn't get everything, so I didn't get the full context. But I've heard this conversation before. And it is basically, um, when you talk about the scope of the biracial feud, is where is my acceptance in the limelight of being part of two people, right? I want to be considered my own individual entity or my own race. Because when I say, I've had this, I've asked a real person in real life who I made uh, the social assumption that they were fully black in whatever context you want to take that. And their response was, you assumed that I was black. And I was like, well, what are you? And if they're, when her response was, I'm biracial, which did that, to me, that means that you're, you know why I came and talked to you. Me and you both know why I'm over here, but it's so you, you're going to have that response because you didn't say I'm not black. You said I'm biracial. I don't know how that exclusive, because I, I would take it as you just, you might just tell me you're not black. Tell me you're not black, you don't need bottom conversation. But your response is on version. So you're not excluding, you know why I gave it to you. You know why. But it's cool because it was February. It was February. There was some, you know, I'm just trying to put people on to um, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from the African and Black aspect. And crazily enough, I was trying to tell her about. The 1619 Project, which is produced by a biracial woman. And this biracial woman is just like, no, I ain't. And I'm just like, wow. And it's all just about how you go in the context of how you view yourself. And it's funny about the feud. Uh, it was so funny about the feud. Another small aspect was about a, a lady Actually, it was a sister trying to permanently, permanently straighten her daughter's hair. Her daughter is clearly very, very heavy in the uh, African uh, black gene pool. You know what I'm saying? Regardless that she has a, a, a white husband, like your your baby, her hair is gonna be as her hair is gonna be. Um, and I thought it was a, a skit. You know, what I'm saying? I thought people doing this for cloud, doing this for views, and I'm like. Oh, is this real? I say, okay, it's real. This real with it. Um, I do think that there are undertones to that, and I actually commend it because in the video, if this is redeemed, is real or allegedly, the the uh, Caucasian counterpart, the white man was like, hey, you know, why are you permanently straightening her hell? You not going to have no conversation about you making permanent changes to my kid. And I think he he wanted to say that as a father, but he felt because he was not a black father, and this is just me, I, I'm, this is my opinion. I felt that he felt he couldn't push the issue. Well, I believe, I think, because I'd rather use that knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I come from a masculine and divine masculinity aspect. I think he believed because I am not a black father, I can't really stand on this issue alone just as a father because this may have cultural uh, aspects to why she's doing what she's doing, whether I disagree with it or not, right? Um, but call her uncle. Call her uncle. Call her granny this black call. Call them. I'm pretty sure you got a relationship with them. She married you. Allegedly, you know what I'm saying? They they saying that they husband and wife. So 
call your mama, call your call your stepdaddy, call her uncle, and be like, hey, she over here trying to permanently straighten her hair. Like, what's up with this? Is this a thing? Did she talk to you all about this? How do I, you know, address this? If this truly a concern as as a father, you know what I'm saying? Stand up for your baby, regardless of um, it being an interracial uh relationship. I just believe that, you know, because I'm real big on like, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why are you straightening up for, for what? There's a whole act called the Crown Act, and it was created for that purpose. So you don't have to do that. She can't be discriminated against as far as legally, if it's still standing in the United States, and it should be. She can't be discriminated against for the hair, the hair style in which she keeps uh, her locks, her fro, or any other style for the texture of her hair. As a black woman, she cannot be uh, kept from a job because you don't deem it um, your version of professionalism. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole legal standpoint behind that. Um, like I said, you had the Sukiana uh, thing. And then, and then like, like the biggest, the biggest, like, I don't know what going on and I, I know i need way deeper context but from the ideals of pan-africanism it was very hard for me to wrap around um the leaders in mali niger south africa and any of the leaders having a collaboration um with russia and it's not a bias from me being from the west it is simply because I always say this, I believe that we can be great on our own, but we don't spend, to me, we spend too much time collaborating with other people and we try to use the over extended excuse of being humane versus being humane towards one another. And when I say that, I'm saying this in the aspect of why can't you collaborate with the black Americans? in the West. Why can't you collaborate with uh, the Black Caribbeans? Why can't you collaborate with the Black Latinos to create this um, junction of functioning African wealth as African-descended people, right? Like to me, that makes sense. If that's the case, because I don't know any legal standing that keeps me from sending my money to Africa or sending my money to Europe or sending my money to America if, if I was in the other places. So why can't I collab with my people that live in these other places or sending my money to Latin America if I wanted to collab with, with the Black Latinos? Like it was so crazy to see like the African leaders. And then supposedly there's a really, really viral video of a South African leader who I had a lot of um, respect for, uh, especially when he talked about, you know, the importance of, of the black man and standing up as a black man. And we have to, uh, um, we have to uh, fight, you know, for our injustice uh, as black men Give me a second, y'all. One second. One second. 
Cause, cause I, I was lost for uh, I was lost for a while. Cause I was like, how is this? How has this even become uh, a thing? To the point to where, cause they, they're supposed to be saying, you know, get rid of the, the white farmers in South Africa. We ain't rocking with them no more. We want them out of our country. But you literally hear in the video. It's it's from TikTok. I'm looking for it. You literally hear in the video where he's like, "Yo, we we're we're siding uh, with Russia as far as the view, the political view." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Feel me." They're like we we doing what as, as African as African man I'm like I am so confused and then I'm hearing the thing about um, Molly saying uh, Americans gotta go like Americans cannot stay there and then you know black people specifically black Americans we'd be like okay who are you talking about when you say American like do the other people gotta leave that's American or do the African Americans gotta leave with them. And it, it really comes out like we don't. It, it, people be ignoring the fact that when you bring up America, we have a moment of side eye and be like, "Okay, who you talking about? Or is you talking about us, including, including, um, in your discrepancies with America, right? Because we do, we we let's be real. We like we here, but we not American. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like it's there's a thin line between us being American and not. Uh, and that's from a historical basis of being enslaved to this place. So we never want to be like, yeah, this place, is, you know, it's owned by us and so forth and so on. Like it is, it's heavy. Where is it? I know I say that it's, it's not coming up or it's not showing in my pictures, right? But don't trip. Um, who it is, is give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, they won't. They don't want me to pause it. All right, don't worry about it. Uh, but in just though, it was just like, why are all these African leaders um, seeming to side with uh, the Europe, European world? And I was like, yo, like, like, what's up? Like Molly, like no, nah, we ain't speaking French no more. Like, like they got beef with particular, what you would call particular Caucasian and white people. Like they, like yeah, we not speaking French no more. But all the Americans gotta go. And if you want to come to South Africa, well, that was Molly. But if you want to come to South Africa, we charge you like fifteen hundred. I'm like, man, like what, what is up? I, and, and then they like, yeah, we finna go meet up and talk politics with Putin. Like and yes, they, they they're their own continent. They got the right to you know chop it up with whoever because just because he your opposition don't mean he my opposition you know what i'm saying and they taking they taking that route but as an african man i'm looking at it like how is this beneficial for us as african people uh for the continent and just like us as a diaspora like I, i'm totally lost of words i was like i thought we was on like a different type of time and i didn't know that we was doing this uh, but you know, I will read more into that. That will probably be one of like 
my subject subject but it threw me off but here, here's here's what i want to say here's what's not being talked about outside outside of all the mess all the mess what's not being talked about is that chance the rapper did a black star line festival that is supposedly self-funded by him and then he's creating a a docu-series to talk about it and what the article uh billboard magazine has to say about it and briefly is a chance the rapper also chance the rapper and vic messina vic messina is from uh chicago i believe actually i believe he's actually from here so shout out to him um as an african man as a black man i'm very proud of these two black men um but doing this especially chance man chance has bro people don't get chance enough honor in this city they don't I like as a chicago and like straight up we don't give chance enough honor in this city we just don't like to me he is up there and tries to do more work if not equivalent on a real scale it's kanye like i'm i'm so sad like they don't get chances flowers in this city and uh vic messina or misa mensa vic mensa uh on the black sideline festival they launched an art inarguable edition of their black star line festival in opera ghana over the weekend with an all-star concert featuring sets like erica badu dave chappelle t-pain uh jermaine i mean jeremiah uh sardoki toby was out there soccer boys manifest and according to the release, Friday Night's Festival drew 52,000 fans to this historical Black Star Square, the monument of the gun, of the, the, the momentum for the monument to Ghanaians becoming the first sub-Saharan African country to free itself from colonization in 1957. Black Star Line Festival is more than just a celebration of Black culture and music. It's a chance for the diaspora to come together as a community and remind ourselves of the power that lies within us. Chance said in his statement, it's an opportunity to honor the legacy of those that came before us and to inspire and uplift each other. It's a historical event. I can't wait to see what the future holds for the Black Star Line Festival. The festival title was inspired by, of course, the civil rights leader Marcus Garvey of the Black Star Line, which the Black Star Line was his movement. And it, it literally, it's a, it's a boat. And he, this is where they say he's like the father of Pan-Africanism because he truly was like, yo, I'm going to fund for you to go back to the motherland and see uh, the true essence of your Africanness, which your Africanness was the first level. And then you became a black man and we tried to reiterate and put a, a new limelight, positive limelight on what it means to be a black man. So to me, there's tears to uh, our divine masculinity and divine femininity. Uh, as the melanated people, there's us in our Africanness, that's the first tier, and then there was us in our blackness, and why we raise our blackness, and why we say that all these negative connotations to what it means to be a black man, and even in the miseducation in the Latin world, like a lot of people don't want to be called black, they'll say Afro, right? Even though I call myself Afro because I understand that Afro is the term for African descendant man, 
I understand that why can't you just call yourself a black man when you literally look exactly like me? I met a Dominican who look exactly like me. Verbatim. Fade. Straight tone, handsome, melanin. You know what I'm saying? Like, whole nine. Me and him stand right next toe to toe. We stand right next to each other. You will not tell us apart. And I say that all the time. You, To me, you cannot tell us apart. You can tell what region we are from. But if we all stood in a room, let's keep it up. We all stood in a room, bro. We black people too. We are black. And for me, we have to change the way we view the concept of blackness. But that's the other tier. And then the last tier is divine. To me, the last tier would be uh, divine melanin. And that uh, you are a child of God in his essence. And that like we walk with a special walk because we that cold. And I just feel like that that should be talked about. Um, so shout out to Chance for that. Um, but also, just to let you know, like the Black Star, the Black Star line uh, was inspired by the civil rights, leader, civil rights leader, Marcus Garvey, which was founded in 1919 and operated by Black people who helped link global shipping and tourism opportunities between America, the Caribbean, and Africa. And of course, uh, the weekend for the Black Star Line Festival included conversations with women, Cena, and Chance skate sessions and other art and cultural gatherings around town uh, to really you know bring us together as african descended people uh but also also um one of the things that's not talked about that should be talked about is the fact that jamaica and this is an, this is an example what i'm going to bring up jamaica just won the uh women's world cup uh one of the, the soccer tournaments it's really really big now why are we talking about this as black people a group of black women just won, I believe, even for the first time, allegedly, uh, a championship. Now, what the headlines will say is Jamaica, the island, right? But who predominantly lives on this island? What blood, culture, influence runs through this island? We as black people. So what we should be celebrating is that, yo, black people, just a, a female group of black women just won uh, an international soccer championship. Like we should, this should be all over the internet. The same way, uh, um, uh, what was her name? Shar, I think. I think it's Sharkeisha, uh, the young lady that uh, won the Olympics, right? But because we use terms, or we use nationalities to cover up the fact that black people are just cold that the top racer in the world for the thousand meter dash is a black woman or the top two runners races in the world are black women black black period like forget the, the national labels it's just black people we cold like that should just be on a t-shirt and we should be able to accept the fact that yes, black people from this nation, we we rock in this. Um, black people from Nigeria is running up in the education space. Uh, black people from Europe is running up in the fashion space. Black Americans is running up uh, 
and the cultural creative space, right? In the music space, uh, in the real estate space. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, I, I believe that we just have to change the way we view what is a win for us individually and what is a win for us as a collective. You know what I'm saying? Because when I talk about this, I say this, I say we have to look at ourselves as siblings. Our mother and father, this is my viewpoint, is our Africanist. We birth from them, we're always gonna come from them. This is what it is. But as siblings, we are our own individual people. Me and my sister will always be brother and sister, but we are not exactly the same. My sister is Caribbean. I am Black American. I roll this way, she roll that way. But nine times out of ten, when we eat, we eat the same food, and we just chop it up with mom and dad, mother and father, Africa. Like let's be real, Latin America. That's my brother. Yeah, we're gonna chop it up. We're gonna patata. We're gonna salsa. That's another team. We relatively eating pretty much the same food, and we chop it up with mom and dad, mother Africa, father Africa. You feel me? And vice versa, cousins and so forth. Whatever, however the, the family line you want to roll with it. But that's really what it is. It's just not hard, bro. And it is to me. It's it's funny when I stand because I'll be standing in my nine to five. Which it will not be my nine to five for long. Just trust me, y'all. This is what I do. Um, it's just to to recognize the fact that I I see I, I literally work with a diverse a main diaspora of black people, but we don't talk. Like we say, we we don't get a chance to conversate with each other, but we don't talk. I'm saying I look at them. I look left. Look at my Nigerian brother. I look right. They go my Caribbean sister. I look down the hall. They go my black Latino sister. Like it's it's it just it boggles my max. I'm like, bro, we standing right here. We not talking to one another about how do we influence and change the negative connotations that our people have internally. We one another, and then our cultures and and um nations nationalities have one another. From the Latin perspective, how do I get them to stop looking at uh, us as black people uh, different. In Caribs, how do we get uh, them to stop looking at black Americans this way? A, in Africa, you know, how do we change their viewpoints that we as black Americans love and honor Africans just as much as, as they do? You know what I'm saying? Like, and in, in Europe, like these type of questions and conversations than in Spain, black the black Spanish, you know what I'm saying? Like these type of questions and conversations, I really wish that we would just sit and have. Like we would just sit and have, you feel me? Um, but that's the show for today. Uh like, subscribe, and share, follow us on YouTube, uh, follow us on Spotify, follow us on uh, Apple Unity True to Me podcast. Because unity is what? Unity is not new to me, bro. It's not this concept is not new. This ain't the first time we've been down this rodeo, and I truly believe this is true to me, that we can make a change internally and then make a change for the world, bro. 
I'm your host, Afro Afro the Prince. Man, like, share, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, and I will holler at y'all.